My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. So in the beginning of building my online business, I had this friend in network marketing who was always talking about comparisonitis. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, like I seriously did not know this term at all. Until Facebook figured out how to do this weird thing where it figured out I was a coach and then started showing me every coach on the planet's Facebook feed. And then suddenly I understood. So today on the Badass Business Babe podcast, we are talking about comparisonitis and figuring out how to recognize those limiting beliefs that we have that hold us back from being that true, brilliant, successful, accomplished, badass version of ourselves. Yeah, comparisonitis. You kind of suck. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about or if you can relate, but I just feel like every time I jump on my Instagram or my Facebook, I am flooded with people who make me feel bad about myself. Like, I don't know where this came from, but we got to talk about it because it's something that plagues all of us. Maybe not to the level that I'm expressing to you right now, or maybe it's just just like this little whisper in your ear that says, hey, you're doing it wrong, or look at that person and see what she's doing. I want to really acknowledge and recognize that this is a big pattern of fear that plays plagues a lot of us in our business. It plays a big role in whether or not we feel successful, um, whether or not we can actually go after our dreams because you know, half the time we're second-guessing ourselves because we're too busy comparing ourselves to everybody. We got to recognize this. So today on the Badass Business Bay podcast, I wanted to dive into just like my own little narrative here around comparisonitis and some of the things I do to recognize where that fear is coming from and how to shift out of it because that's really the biggest deal, right? Like we all know that we're maybe insecure or we're doubting our ability or we're questioning our our capability of whether or not we're going to be successful in our business. We all know that. But the real trick is figuring out how to actually eliminate that. This is a very saturated market. And I know that for this one podcast, there are probably seven or 700 other podcasts out there that are talking about the stuff that I'm talking about. 
And so it's really easy to tap into the space of wanting to um, really make sure that I have everything in a row and everything's right for you guys. And I go into this mindset of, well, am I doing it right? And I'll start to look, right? This is just one example, but I'll start to compare myself to the people that I see. And I'll see, you know, that podcast over there and I'll say, well, wait a minute, am I... Am I doing this right? That person does an intro and an outro and has this fancy music and has this this reference link at the end. And like, am I, am I doing it right? Or then I'll look at this other person and I'll say, oh, like, watch them. They're brilliant. They're funny. They're, they're having all these guests. Why am I not a guest on somebody's show, right? And I, I get that story in my head. And I hear that narrative over and over again. And I want to just really take a minute to honor that because I think that so many of us come into this space where... Um, We almost feel guilty when we start to compare ourselves. Like we almost get mad like, oh Christ, I thought I was over this already. Why am I judging myself? But the truth is we have to learn how to manage our fear rather than waiting for the moment it's going to disappear. Rather than waiting for the opportunity where suddenly everything's going to make sense and we're not going to be afraid and things are going to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. The truth is learning how to manage that ego voice is one of the biggest, most important things we can do at any level of our business. And it's something that we're always striving towards. You know, I'm at this point now in my in my business journey where I'm, you know, making multiple six figures and I still find myself comparing myself to people. Um, I'll look at certain people who are making bigger money than me and I'll go, oh, damn, maybe I should be doing what the way that they're doing it. Or I'll, I'll literally look at somebody and, and study their timeline, right? And I'll see, okay, well, they generated that amount of revenue in that amount of time. So so why haven't I gotten ahead that fast? And so I start to criticize myself not, not only for um, not being in a certain place, right? Like not arriving and receiving the goal or the outcome that I want in my business compared to other people. But I also bully myself that I'm not doing it in the timeline, of other people. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like you'll see somebody who's made success in a year or they did it in, you know, we see this branding all the time, right? Like 12 months ago I was this and now I'm that. And we look at that narrative and we go, okay, well, you know, hold on. If that person did it in 12 months, then what's wrong with me that it's month 18 and I'm still where I am? And this is, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest block you will ever face in your life. Because if you're too consumed and obsessed with what other people are doing, you cannot achieve what is in your natural divine right to receive. You just can't. Because you're too busy trying to put on the shoes that Sally Johansson or, or, you know, Bobby Jane, whatever, I don't even know, I can't even think these names, I don't know where they're coming from, but you're too busy trying to wear their shoes that you're not focused on the pair that's right in front of you and how beautiful your life can be when you walk in those shoes instead. I still feel this, you guys. So I think before we go into anything, I just want you to recognize, and that's why I started the podcast episode sharing, you know, my narrative here because it, you're, it's never going to go away, right? Like at, at the level I'm at, I still find myself ten, you know, sometimes bullying myself for not being where I think I should be, or questioning why I can't get ahead as fast, um, and it's hard. It's hard. I think we see this this other way of. Uh, comparisonitis where we find ourselves questioning our content or our value or our worth because we see somebody else who we think is better than us. And that's the the comparisonitis that destroys us. It's destroying my sentences as we speak. 
Because if you're too wrapped up in what somebody else has that you don't, you're not going to be able to see your own true brilliance. And that's the most important part of this. Along the journey, your uniqueness, okay? Your uniqueness, the version of you that is so special and so abundant and has been through so many crazy, amazing life experiences and has a story to tell. That voice is going to get stifled if you're trying to study in a way that's obsessive the people around you. Because if you're too wrapped up in them, you can't be wrapped up in your own narrative. And your own narrative is what's going to change the world. It's what's going to sell a story. It's what's going to impact millions. You all have something really beautiful about your life that brought you into the space of wanting to develop a business online, wanting to be successful. So the only thing that's ever going to really stop you is you. It's you getting in your head and saying, well, I'm not good enough or saying that person's doing it better than me or saying, hey, why aren't you doing it fast enough? When did we start putting ourselves on these timelines? And when is in any way, shape, or form, when is a year a quantifiable number for you to say, oh, now I should be a millionaire. Like now's the time. Been doing this for a year. You know, when I was in corporate, I had to do something called pay my dues, right? You remember that expression? And you, I, for me in corporate, that paying my dues was working really long hours and being tired all the time and spending my weekends in front of a computer in the office and saying yes to the shifts that nobody really wanted to say yes to. And I did all of those things because in the back of my head, I knew that if I pushed, if I really strive towards what I want and I show everybody that I'm really dedicated and driven, then boom, I'll be able to get what I want on the other side. I'll be able to make that $70,000 salary, or I'll be able to finally get that dream job that I wanted. And your online profession, your your entrepreneur life is very similar in that you got to pay your dues to get where you want to be. you got to work hard. You have to spend extra hours in front of the computer in the beginning of the journey that you won't necessarily have to spend when you're making millions. But in the beginning, you got to pay your dues. But it's not about other people. Paying your dues in the beginning is not about other people. It's about you letting the universe recognize your, your innate gifts and talents so that you can soar and thrive in the online space. It's about you showing up so that the people around you who are your ideal customers, can fall in love with what you have because you're constantly there for them. In the beginning, paying your dues is about doing everything and anything that you can because you're determined with 150% certainty that you want to succeed and you want to show the universe how serious you are. That's paying your dues. And when you pay your dues looking for the approval or the recognition from other people around you, even if it's just, you know, social media peers, right, and wanting that quote-unquote recognition for you to prove your worth, if that's how you're showing up, you're going to be lost because nobody on this planet has the ability to determine whether you will succeed or fail except for you. So why do we look towards other people and why do we compare ourselves to other people? It's because, ladies and gents, because a long time ago when you were a little kid, someone who was an adult compared you to somebody else. And you learned that. When I was little, it was this girl named Laura Jean, which was really fucked up because we almost had the same name. And so Lauren and Laura Jean. And my mother would always ask me things like, oh, well, you got, you know, you got that grade on that test. What did Laura Jean get? Or... 
oh, you did, you know, you learned how to do this in the swimming pool today at swimming class. What did Laura Jean get to do? And I learned this conditioning of like, well, Christ, why, why is my, why are my accomplishments not good enough? And why do, why does my mom keep coming and asking me what everybody else is accomplishing? So in that, in that sense, I became conditioned to believe that my success was quantifiable based on the people around me. And I'm telling you, if you go deep into your history, if you go deep into your narrative, you will find that common thread. You will find that moment in your childhood or even in your teenage years where you were compared to somebody else and made to feel like what you were doing wasn't good enough because somebody else was doing something different. And that, my friends, is where you need to focus because if you can heal that narrative, you can go back on that timeline and say, well, wait a minute, that's that's just a story. That's not my real life. That's just a bullshit narrative I've been playing over. I want to choose something different. If you can go into it and say, you know what? My success is not in its definition determined upon anybody around me. Literally makes no difference what the rest of the world is doing. If my success can be quantifiable based on my growth, my improvement, my evolution, my involvement, whatever. That's the conditioning that needs to change. And I'm telling you, comparisonitis will start to shift. If you can let go of that anchored moment that you have when you were a kid and you were led to be compared by somebody else, if you could let go of that and start to shift into choosing different moments of your life where you were the one who was successful and accomplished and empowered and fruitful and, and really you know, achieved great things, if you can choose those anchored moments, suddenly you'll start to shift your conditioning and you'll start to decide a different outcome for your life where you're not in the shadows all the time trying to get ahead when when Jane or Jessica decide to make seven figures for the first time or when the girl that you went into business with suddenly is doing better than you or when that friend that was your partner in the beginning is now making all of this money or has this assistant and you're not there yet who gives a shit if you're spending so much time on that, you can't look at where you were three months ago and go, wow, oh my God, three months ago I was here, now look where I am. That's the measurement that counts. Your, your growth, your achievement, your evolution in the online space has nothing to do with how much success other people are receiving. Because when you shift into that, all you're really doing is feeling the scarcity. Because what you're saying on a deeper level is, okay, well, that person has achieved that So now I can't. Or that person is making that much money. Well, I guess I failed because I haven't made it yet. And it's now going to be harder for me to make it because that person's making it first. That's all scarcity. And our scarcity breaks down into two things, guys. It breaks down into two points. The first is the scarcity of time. We think that, okay, well, now this person's doing this you know, the VIP tribe, for example. You saw your friend. She put out this VIP program. It was a, a beautiful, amazing program. And it was something that you wanted to create, but she did it first. And now you're like, oh, darn it. I can't do that. Can't do it. Why? Why? Who's to say that? You know, and time plagues us the scarcity of time where it's like, okay, well, I didn't do it in the timeline that I was supposed to do it. So that means I failed. Meaning, well, I was supposed to create six figures after a year, and it's been a year, and I haven't done that. And we get obsessed with the scarcity of time. 
And then we get obsessed with the scarcity of our talents and gifts, right? We think we're not enough. We think we don't know enough. We think we're not successful or professional enough. And we we question that all of the time, right? So this all goes back to that scarcity of value. And here's what's crazy. If you have a scarcity of money or, sorry, if you have a scarcity of time, and you have a scarcity of money in your subconscious belief, you're going to exist in a business where it's hard to make money and you're going to feel like you never have enough time because those things will start to shift through. And we want to be able to squash that. We want to be able to pull the reins in, take control of our business, take control of our lives, and actually feel accomplished with what we're moving towards in our business. When I look at where I am right now, I do not go into comparisonitis. I don't look at the people around me and go, well, they're there and I should be there. Why am I not there? Instead, I'm going to go back and look back at where I was six months ago or a year ago. And I'm going to go, holy shit, look, I was there a year ago. Now look where I am. Just as an example, in February, right? February of last year, I made, I think, a $6,000 a month, an $8,000 a month. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But that was my February number. My number in January was $36,000 $36, of income in January compared to February of last year. So if I compare that, and that has nothing to do with my standards of people around me or what other people are doing or how far people have gone, if I just focus on that, I'm successful because I've moved towards my goal. I've expanded. I've evolved. I've improved. I have grown. And that's the only thing that matters. And all of you guys can do this. Take out your calendar and remember where you were in January of last year or February. Where were you in your business? What were you doing? Look at where you are now. And I guarantee if you've been moving for a year or even if this is a new thing, maybe if you just, you know, if you just started a business, maybe look back a year from now and just say, okay, well, where was I a month ago? And then next year, you can look back a year and say, oh my God, look how far I have come. That's the brilliance of shifting out of comparisonitis and deciding to shift into a space of true, beautiful abundance. So how do we do it? How do we actually get our heads out of our asses where we're comparing ourselves to other people all the time, questioning our worth? How do we move away from that and move into the space of pure focus and pure drive and um, not comparing ourselves to other people. Well, I'm going to share with you a couple of tips that I find really helpful along my journey. Keep this in mind, guys. You will sink back. There will be times. uh, You'll get hit with an ego blow, and sometimes you'll just feel that heaviness of judgment around you. But if you know how to snap out of it, you'll stay stuck in your story for a shorter amount of time. And that's really super important. So the first part of this, really important to pay attention to. If you're feeling like you're ready to shift out of that place of judgment, the first thing you need to do is create safe space for yourself. This was a big one for me in the beginning of my business. I made sure I removed people from my life or I stopped talking about my business to negative people. I let go of the certain scenarios that just weren't filling me up and making me feel good. It's really easy to compare yourself when you're in a low vibe space. So your environment needs to be as high vibe as possible. And sometimes that means getting rid of people who don't serve you. So in the beginning of my journey, I did that. I let go of a lot of people. I blessed and released certain situations. um, And I knew I was moving towards a goal. And because I was sort of insecure around my ability to be successful, like I knew that was an issue, right? Because I was comparing myself to people. I had to make sure that I never talked about my business to people who didn't get it. 
Like I only came to the table to talk to people who got lit up and excited about business. I literally shut everybody else out because I knew those people would weigh me down and they would only feed into that story of me comparing myself all over again, right? Well, what's that person doing? What's that person doing? And the conversations would be in that space of comparison anyway. Okay, so that's rule number one. I let go of the people who didn't serve me. I decided to bless and release, blah, blah, blah. Rule number two, I decided to take loving action in my business. So here's what this means. We often come from a space of fear when we create, whether it's designing blog blog posts or online courses or even a podcast episode, right? Um, in the beginning of my journey, I would create content where I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right, And I would see somebody else do something and I would go, oh, they just did a post on this. Maybe I should do a post on that too. And I was literally, my content was being dictated by what I was seeing in the online space by my competitors. Because the minute that they did it, I was like, oh, wait, wait, that's, a, that's, that's an idea. I, I got to talk about that. That's important. And there's a difference between that and inspiration, which I'll go into in a minute. But in the beginning, I was really in this fear space mode of trying to create everything and anything that I could to add value to my customer because I was scared of not being enough in the online space. But now, today, I've learned how to take action from a love space, which, um, just for an example, like, I didn't record this podcast until Sunday night, and I knew, I didn't have an idea, but I knew in my heart that something would come to me. And then I was hit with this in the middle of a bath today, and I was like, oh, shit, this is the idea for this podcast. I trusted that I didn't have to control everything. I didn't have to come up with an obsession um, or, a, you know, a paranoid schedule where I was writing every detail of everything I did every day down. I can make space for the creativity to come through. And when the creativity came through, because I wasn't pressuring myself all the time, I wasn't pushing hard energy out into my business, I could get these divine downloads that were really just random ideas that would come to me for no reason and I would just trust that they were there for the right reason and they ended up being great reasons. Um, that's how I designed programs like my six-figure biz babe masterclass, right? That was on an intuitive hit. My program, Badass Podcast, about how to design a podcast, that was also a program that I created just on a random download. It wasn't out of the space of, oh, well, that so-and-so is doing that program, so I should do it too, right? When you learn how to take space and take action from a space of love, you will be able to get more and more brilliant ideas that aren't out of fear. And with that, there's no need for comparison. Because if you feel the pressure to create all the time and you're like, oh my God, I have so many things I have to do. I have all of these blog posts I have to make, all these social media posts. I got to do this photography, do this, do that. If you're in that, that scarcity mindset from the get-go, well, then it's really easy for you to look outside of yourself for the brilliance. It's really easy for you to look outside of yourself and compare yourself to other people to know what to do or to know what's right. And that's not the way to run your business. But if I can trust that the universe is working through me and with me, and I can get these download hits or these random ideas, I'll no longer feel the need to jump on the computer and compare myself to somebody because I have the answer. I just got the hit, right? And the second part of this, so number three on how to let go of those um, those feelings of comparisonitis, number three is when you get the downloads and you get the hits, you take messy action. You run after what you want. You actually go crazy in pursuit of what you want and you take action after action after action. It's no coincidence that the people that have comparisonitis the most 
are the ones that take the littlest, <laughs> the littlest, the, the least amount of action. It's no coincidence. The person who takes the least amount of action is probably the most insecure. Now, which came first, the chicken or the egg? And the answer is both. You have to get that momentum going with just as much action as possible in your physical world, as much messy action as possible to recondition yourself so that you can be that person that doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And the last part of this, how to pull out of that fear, how to stop comparing yourself, the last part of this is your conditioning and knowing that anytime you feel the comparison come on, rather than ignore it and resist it, you actually listen to it. You take a minute to say, hey, wait, hold on. Let me get on my journal. Where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? What's been going on? And shift yourself into a spiritual space where you have an opportunity to let that ego be heard, to let that fear voice be heard. I find the more I try to silence it and shut it up, the louder it gets, right? So get out that journal and go, okay, baby, you got me. Tell me all the things. Write them down. Give me a chance to hear you. And as you journal through that exercise, you're going to slowly let go of that fear, slowly let go of that doubt, slowly shift out of that place of being judgy all over yourself and shift into that space of pure love and abundance. Remember this, guys. God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call it, would not put this hunger and fire in your heart to do something brilliant if you weren't meant to do it. It would make no sense. It's there for a reason. And if you shift out of that fear and you shift out of that bullshit, on the other side is your destiny. So go grab it. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? I thought about running my first podcast for probably two or three months before I actually jumped on the bandwagon. And then when I did, I had no idea how to edit my audio, no idea how to submit it to iTunes, no idea how to walk through that process. Well, guess what? I figured it out, and I never want anybody out there to go through the struggle of really craving a creative outlet in their life and not knowing how to do it. So if you're out there really hungry to create a podcast and you're not too sure the steps to take, just go to badassbusinessbabe.com and check out the new beautiful program, Badass Podcast. I walk you through the process of how to design and edit your, your episodes, record your audio files, upload them to iTunes, how to get approved, and actually distribute your content in multiple platforms. So badassbusinessbabe.com, right there on the homepage, just scroll down and check out Badass Podcast.